0: Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to We Are Doomed, a Soccer Rangers podcast, where we talk about. Ah, wait a minute. Fuck. I didn't have. Let's no get this podcast on the road. Yes. Again, welcome to We Are Doomed, a Soccer Rangers podcast, where we focus on cosplay, conventions, and nerding in general. Who are we? Well, I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. Let's get this podcast on
1: the road. I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger.
0: And no guest, no White Ranger. Aww. We don't need them. It's Con Crunch time. Let's make
1: eh, this
2: fast. Nothing's eh. to cut.
1: <laughs> they all got cut. Who wants them? No one. We're here by ourselves. Just the three of us. So. Just
0: the three of us. Oh, so.
1: stop. So. so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this podcast on the road. Uh, what do we got today? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Five,
0: day- uh, five days till Con? five days till con well four days
1: goes out sure yeah no nah, yeah four days to pre-con when this goes out on monday three days it goes out on a tuesday con's already oh. over if this doesn't go out, <laughs>
0: it'll, go out. <laughs> it'll go out it'll go out
1: we'll be recording the one at con. we're gonna be recording one at con too for those right. uh those at home who listen yep. uh, I, don't, I don't know who listens no one does really but <laughs> hey, they can watch us record then. We'll be at SakuraCon recording. So if they're That's like, right. you yes. will be
0: in our in in your guys's a studio. Hotel
1: do they want to be studio audiences? If you want to be a studio audience, <laughs> uh, reach us at Soccer Rangers. On Facebook, uh, SoccerRangers at gmail.com. SoccerRangersPodcast
2: at gmail.com. Remember the angry podcast. Mexican lady. Oh,
1: shit. Is it podcast <laughs> at gmail.com? So wait, wait podcast what? at gmail.com. <laughs> angry Mexican lady? What? Are you an angry Mexican lady? Twitter at SoccerRangers. Uh, I guess on Facebook page is SoccerRangersPodcast. Yeah, there you go. okay tell communicate us on on those on those various things say if you want to become a, a studio guest uh studio guest studio audience i don't know maybe they to well, may be guest audience we could have guests we could just random people we don't know that's the whole point of guests is, is they just come on and we're like hey what's up what do you do oh that's cool let's make right. fun we're, of Cole.
2: yes we're, we're just gonna make, go with We'll be in the hotel room recording this podcast, and we'll just randomly go and reach out the hotel room door and go and grab a random con goer and say, "Hey, welcome to the podcast. How you doing today?"
1: Yep. And they'll be in costume, and they'll love it. And I'm, we'll see.
0: I'm waiting for the weird creeping, the creeping through the door, Dane. That I'm <laughs> waiting to hear about. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Because this time around,
2: we will. Yeah, we'll, we'll be doing this a little bit differently this time around. Last time we went and recorded at the convention, but our format has changed a little bit. It wouldn't be as entertaining to listen to it afterwards, so we will be live streaming it on YouTube. Wait, what? And going and putting up a condensed version onto I uh, Wait, SoundCloud and iTunes. It.
1: Oh man, we don't have like portable condenser mics, do we? Yeah. We've got the Yeti, it's got a 360 mode, and I've got a pop filter for it. Yeah, but we can't walk around with it, though. Well, no, 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 it would look weird. I don't know. They got condenser mics just for that, where you can just like walk around and talk to it and have yeah. it. Um Because, man, that would be bomb ass, bomb ass cool. Do a okay, vlog. so next,
0: next year just we'll so do everybody, that. Everybody else, everybody who is curious, um I have no fucking clue what any of these guys are talking about. <laughs> Because he's be not you're being cool,
1: cool. cool and doesn't know. He's not in you the You haven't mode.
0: informed me about any of this until, like, now. What are we doing now? What is this? Yeah, we, we are, are learning about it. telling you right now. You are learning about it the same way
1: everyone else is learning about it. You are being informed. Or why, uh, are you better than everyone else? Do so you mean to be informed beforehand? No. What I didn't just, even know about it till now. I'm only coming with this now, too. Rob may have known about it. He may have not. I, I may have just so, made it up on the spot, but good of, who cares? Good We're doing it anyway. But let's just enjoy the show and get this podcast on the road. So, <laughs> what's today's topic?
2: Do today's we topic? topic. Yes, we, we <laughs> do have a topic. Occasionally we have a topic before we get started recording. Oh. And it's oh. basically the same one we did last year. The Long Road to Con. Mistakes no. to avoid, no. things we're not
0: looking forward to leading up to it. I don't have to worry about anything. Fuck you. Because he's not allowed to go. He's no, ground. I can't. His uh, mom grounded him. Uh no, I can't afford to go. There's a difference. The economy grounded him. There we go. That's better. No, it wasn't the economy. <laughs> economy's not that. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. My personal economy is bad. Okay, so it could almost be your
1: personal choices. I'm painting right now. So, Long Road to Con. Here we go. I'm currently painting right now because I'm just working on stuff, and it's all weird small-end stuff that I can just kind of do. I need to go pick up some EVA foam so that I can actually make some shoes for my ninja costume. Which I Ninety- still haven't... Wait, what? yeah the uh, the uh, ninjetty costume I'm gonna get some EVA foam cut it into uh, the shape of a foot so it will be the sole of my foot I'll take those uh...
0: oh you're adding okay that's what you're doing I'll okay. take
1: those uh, um, shoelaces that Rob bought me last year to make these shoes um, and then I'll string them up and then I'll have a uh, tabby shoes that are kind of use shoelaces as like the kind of cords holding them together. They'll look very authentic.
0: Hmm.
1: Cool. Yeah, So that's one of the things I'm doing. I made a mask. Um, what the fuck else have I done? It's just, I'm doing, yeah, costume stuff. But I'm, like, still ahead of it, ahead of, like, what I think most people are. I'm at least trying to get it all done before I'm in my hotel I, room. I don't,
0: th- I don't think I've ever seen you having to do something at a con. No.
1: I, I plan. I plan ahead. I say, this is going to work now. I'm going to get these things going. Um, but I guess you're
0: probably one of the lucky ones then, because other people just don't have the time. Well, I don't know because about work, that. Like, well, is six months of time plus work? I
2: don't know. I don't I, know. Maybe... I, I, I understand where you're coming from there, but I do think that a lot of people do procrastinate way too long to get started on these things. Ooh, or they yeah, try they to go didn't. and take stuff on... <laughs> At the last second. I mean, that's something that's bit me in the ass a lot of times is that a lot of people do come to me in the con crunch or con crunch and need help with something. And I normally always say, yes, this is the first I year think, I told people. No,
1: I think that's a big thing is planning is, is it's not people don't have enough time. People just don't. Yeah.
0: Plan. The people the, the people that I don't really have any, res, like any, consi- like not like Respect, pity for? consideration. Yeah. No, pity. Use? pity is the word I'm using. For. You don't pity them. <sighs> Are the ones that are like, I I have a perfect idea for a costume. I'm gonna start it. It's the day before con, because that happens all the time. It doesn't
1: happen like that. Or hey, three. Well, no, you'd no, be surprised. I know people like that.
0: <laughs> I know no, people like so- that. I sat in their hotel room and chatted with them as they fucking finished their costumes. Yeah, it's, it's not the norm, but they do exist.
1: That's scary. Why? No, see, there you go. That's just bad planning. It's not planning. It's, yeah. People have an idea to make something. They don't know how much time it's going to make. They're just going to work on it when they work on it.
0: Yeah. it's going to come
1: and get done eventually, but you're going to slowly trickle on it and it's eventually going to get done. But that doesn't really happen.
0: Yeah. The the amount of times that I've seen people that are like, I don't know. Like,
1: you don't know? Come on. Yeah.
0: never, Never mind. I can't think of the right words. Hold on. Just keep going.
1: Yeah, so, no, it's it's always planning. Like, I never have to work on stuff in that <coughs> room because I already spend the odd time. Like, I go, okay, I have this thing I have to do. It's probably going to take about this amount of time. And then I just go, okay, I'm going to go work on it in this spot or this area. Or, like, when I go over to my parents to work on any sewing stuff, I go, okay, I'm in this area. That means I can work on this stuff. And I just kind of work on whatever... I can then if I'm out of the shop, then it's like, okay, this is where I can actually make kind of dust and dirt and make a, uh, uh, sand and cut things. Cause then I don't have to worry about my debris. Uh, I'll work on those things that have to do with that kind of stuff or any. Also when I'm out there, there's a lot more wire and weird parts. So it's like when I ever have troubleshooting, I go out there and I'm like, I need this to be like this. And I have no idea how to do that. So I can just kind of walk around the shop, Pick up loose ends of things and go. Hey, this is if I modify this in such a way, it'll actually make exactly what I need that I didn't know I needed before. So that's a great place to be doing stuff out there. When I'm at home,
0: what's the word? What's the word of the the small parts of a costume that kind of just tie everything together, but they're not really like huge pieces. Accessories. Yeah, like the well. Yeah, I guess the accessories that are like. Oh yeah, I guess accessories is the right word. Yeah. So the so, like, all, like, like the, the small, random like the random shit hanging for, for this is the my bet my favorite, yeah, my yeah. best example the random shit hanging from Jack Sparrow's belt that Ex- type thing. accessories.
1: Yep. Accessories. Yep. Generically spoken accessories.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: When you accessorize, you're, you're putting things on like necklaces and belts and bracelets and earrings and. It rings it's just accessories it's a small the small stuff it's not a full set of pants it's not a jacket it's not a shirt um yeah it's not a sword or a prop it's an accessory mm,
0: definitely
1: got it okay yep, so yeah
0: yep, yep. i just um, couldn't think of it for some reason
1: but then i yeah, know at home i'm doing my uh I'm doing my painting mostly at home,
0: hmm?
1: because that's easy to do. I guess there's always lots of fumes and stuff, but eh, oh, well. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of like I have my areas that I work on stuff. If I had one shop that I could work in on everything in, then I think that would be different. I would very, I'd very probably get things done very quickly, because I could be like, oh, I'm working on this part. I can just walk over here and I can work on this part. Which well, maybe uh, that's might,
0: something we could think of for for in the future.
1: <laughs> maybe that'd be a bad thing though, because then I would work on stuff too quickly. And sometimes some stuff you just gotta put down and let up. sit. And like sometimes it's gluing, sometimes it's painting, sometimes you just gotta like put it down and let it sit,
0: and like kind of. Don't get sick of it. In other words, like I know, no, like, not, it's, no, not a, no it's not a, it's not a, uh, uh, or get tired of working on something because no, no, I'm, be- I'm no. talking
1: I've, the sense of ideas of that, like uh, get, like burn yourself out on it. I'm yeah, talking yeah. about the sense of like sometimes you can work too quickly on something, yeah, and, and the quality of it will go down because oh, you sorry. didn't, uh, you, um, you basically rushed through some things, and it's not like you purposely rushed through it. You're just so. I guess, passionate about, just yeah, going in the zone through. of doing it, and where you should have, like, stopped and said, okay, i got to let this glue sit and let this part dry and just got to put it down and walk away. And it's so hard to walk away because you are in the zone and you want to keep working on it in that sense. But, yeah, it helps yeah. me with some stuff because I can glue, glue stuff together and I'll do it, like, right at the end of, like, or going, going to work or something, like, okay, now I can go to my other area to work on this other stuff and that can sit and it literally... If I was at home, I would just stare at it and be like, ah, it's going to take forever to paint or dry or glue set or whatever. Or I can just be like, okay, it's doing that. I'm just going to go to work or go up to the shop and work on this other thing. And by the time I get back, then I will have been able to... Or like gluing things. I'll always uh, do that right before I go to bed. I'll put the piece together or a couple hours before I go to bed. I'll glue it together, clamp it, and then let it kind of... Um, by two hours before bed, at least the glue will have dried enough that if it seeped out the sides, it can wipe that away. But it's still, it's basically together, and I just let it that 24 hours to kind of cure hard. Mm. And so gluing things is a big thing like that.
0: Um, this, I'm just this, The, this the reason I, I thought it was <laughs> along the lines of burnout was just because I've seen, well, I'm going to use Adam Savage as another one, just because he has like 15,000 pro- projects going out there He the does that time. for a living. That's yeah. I can understand if well, he, uh, That's more of a hobby than anything. Like, <laughs> what does he like, do for a living, then, Cole? Well, before before though, he was he was the host. He was host for MythBusters. But in his off time, he'd be making making shit. He's been making shit for thirty years,
1: <coughs> to the extent of basically making it a living. I'll yeah. I'll get back to that. Um, Rob, you're gonna say something.
2: Yeah, because I was going to say, I can actually speak to what you're describing there, because I did used to have a shop that I was able to work in just all the time after work and just do projects. Two years before I met you guys, I was either part of or completed building 17 cosplays, and I'm talking full props, the outfits, all that. It was just because, yeah, I had space to be able to go and do a whole ton of shit, and people just kept asking for help. And it's like, yeah, I got time. I can go and do this. So I just kept going through all of it. And honestly, almost everything. There was one project piece that came out of that that I was really proud of, and I thought was up to my standards. The rest of them, the people that you know got the stuff, really loved them. But it's like, God, had I, if I if I had, had not an done the, half day on that particular piece, or yeah, or if I hadn't taken on these other projects here and just moved on. I would have gone back and done this, you know, there's little flaws and imperfections that you don't necessarily notice when you're working on it. You know, you kind of get into the zone. It's just like, okay, it's, yeah, it's perfect. It's done, And then you come back and you look at it later, it's just like, God, had I just done this a little bit differently? Just, yeah, I could have made this look a little bit better or this would have had a better flow to it or Geez, I didn't realize that the gradient on this was not quite the same as what it is over here. It's just a lot of little things. It's like, had I taken more time, I really would have done more with them. And, you know, been something that I could really go and say, yeah, I'm I'm proud of. A lot of the stuff that came out of that, it's just like, I'm happy this got done. But I can't say it's (laughs) something that I would ever... You know, it's it's not like my Lionheart uh, gunblade. It's not... um...
0: It's not like a Mama like like a Sam
2: dress. Well, that's just it. It's not like, like honestly, my crowning achievement is the pain sword that I made for Katie a few years ago. Looks epic. But that was one that I was working on other projects, <laughs> and that was just something I was doing in the background. That was one of those, if it gets done, it gets done. It's not something I'm putting any emphasis into. I'm not getting paid for it. This is for something that doesn't need it. It's just be kind of cool to do it.
1: Mm, so yes, I just, yes. Yeah, I like those exactly. ones. It's always like, it'd be cool to do it. And so you can kind of experiment with it a little bit more.
0: That's kind of how your your uh, your keyblade started. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not how
1: my keyblade started. Um, like, you
0: are doing your first keyblade. I was like, it'd be cool to make a keyblade. No, 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 no.
1: I had uh, I had my Sora costume and everything. I was gonna be Sora for like Halloween, so I had a Sora costume. I was like, I need to have a Keyblade for this because that'd be awesome to have. It's not. It wasn't a. It was mo- way more planned than that. Okay. It was. It was. I want a Keyblade. I'm going to make a Keyblade. Mm-hmm. Um. I just got to figure out how to make a Keyblade because you couldn't buy Keyblades back then. There's other Keyblades like. Um,
0: the cutting edge keyblades. The cutting edge keyblades. You know those ones that you just you, that the one kingdom key that everybody had because you could buy them at like a local knife shop type thing.
2: Well, that's that's all bootleg stuff right there. Yeah.
0: What about that one? Yeah, that's but that's the example that I'm using. I was like, that's like how? What do you mean? How is that example? What for? What do you mean? How like is that, that a was... boot? How is that a bootleg? By the way.
1: Well, because that's just like, like a serious just uh, anything like a bootleg. That's like uh, <laughs> buying. You basically have the right to sell the thing. Yeah, or unlicensed. It's unlicensed, like unlicensed problem. Yeah, it's it's a
2: copyrighted prop. or it's a copyrighted piece, and it's being sold. Uh, basically, it's not a counterfeit because there isn't an official first party piece.
1: Yeah, it's but just, it's
2: also not something that there's any consent to make either.
1: Yeah, and those kind of things, it's like always slightly off. It's not really. Mm -hmm. Not really the qualities there. Um, No. um, My first keyblade was one I definitely did want to make. I would have to say there was other ones like the Fenrir is probably one that was off to the side. Whereas like I just had an itch to make a keyblade because that one was coming back from con and seeing all the props. And I was like, I just want to make props right now. So I just picked Fenrir as a keyblade to do, and I just did it. I had an idea uh, to do it on a milling machine, because it it itself is a tumble lock-style key, so it has grooves in the side, it's got uh, teeth on each side, and then those are tapered on the side, uh, or not tapered, they are um, beveled on the sides, and then it's got a really, it's got a very milled and industrial-looking look to it. So it's all, yeah, so it's all got grooves that are very 90 degrees. And so, I just got a piece of oak and was like, okay, I'm going to do this on a milling machine because I that's where I worked at the time. I had a milling machine there. And yeah, so that one's it's you never been to it, any though. I have all of them. That one's never been to con or anything. It's just I made it because I it's wanted to make a key blade that way. And so I just had an itch. That one was that one would be the most related to a side project one.
0: Yeah, that's um, more that's just a wall piece now for you, I think. Yeah. Um, but no, that one uh I think that's one of my best looking ones.
1: I really like how that one looked. Yeah, um, no, seriously. I swear sometimes it's the stuff that you
2: don't set out to go and make for a particular uh, reason, just one you wanted to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You'd like, take the uh, time.
1: Like right now I'm making a uh I'm making a fallout pit boy just because It's one of the things I saw that was 3D printed, and this is basically when I just got my 3D printer. And well, what what do I 3D print first? Well, I guess I'll 3D print Pip Boy because that's one that I've always I saw a long time ago, and I still had all the files for. So I'm just gonna work on it and make it. So that's coming along. It's I'm in the painting stages right now. So I just gotta. gotta Are you
0: making it brand new, or are you gonna weather it?
1: I'm gonna weather it. So. This is the one where I'm actually going to try and work on weathering, because that's also something I haven't done before. Yeah, Everything I, I make looks
0: it. new. Weathering so. is hard. <laughs> like, good yeah. weathering.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so,
1: yeah, uh, uh, to get off topic, this is what our my kind of planning for con is, where I basically have all my stuff done. No! There is the one year. I had a con crunch, and that was because of the Power Ranger costume.
0: Yeah. Now, the year before we actually wore it for the first time. Yeah. 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 That was yeah. On, yeah that was literally it. Yeah. That was the year before we met you, Robert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that that was the I had ordered from Aniki Cosplay. I had ordered two full costumes, and it cost a lot of money, <laughs> and. I had ordered it, and it was about two weeks late. I think it was more than two weeks. It would, it had been sitting in LA for like two weeks at the at one point, or maybe oh. even or maybe even longer.
2: We are never but gonna he, get sponsored by this guy.
0: <laughs> no, no. Um, but three weeks before, like a month or two before Con, because I told like literally in my in my order, I was like, I need this by this point. And he's like, okay and I send and he sent it out like two months early which I was like oh perfect It'll, that's plenty of time to get here. Month goes by and it's sitting in LA and I'm trying to think I was like why the hell has this not uh, got here yet it's been I've been I look at the at the site every single damn day checking my tracking number and I'm like, frick it's not even gonna get me, be here at all. And I was like, and then like two days before we leave for con, I was like, well, I guess it's not going to be here. What cotton costume should we make? So we, literally, uh, th-
1: yeah, I think it was more than two days. Um, but a week or two, it, it was about a week. Uh, it was closer to a week. I think it was less. Cause, than-
0: Cause I think it was like, should we, should we give up on him? And, we were, and in, I remember it was like, yeah, let's, and you were, you were trying to convince me I was like, we should probably think of something else to wear just in case.
1: I went full bore. Basically, it was I think it was a week until, I think it was yeah, because it was like a Thursday. It was like a Thursday and I was like, I gotta make a costume. I gotta work on something so I can have something for con." And so what I did is I got, that's a, where my Mugen costume came from. Yep. I, um, I went and bought a Mugen sword, took out the blade on that, put a a wooden wanted. blade in. So I guess I still had enough time to yeah, you you had- a blade of a sword, put in a wooden blade, make my shoes for it, too. So I basically
0: had a... You had about crates. two weeks. You had about two uh, weeks, I think.
1: I don't know. It was pretty damn close. Uh, maybe I worked on... Maybe if I had two weeks, the first week I worked on my sword, and the second week I worked on shoes. Because the shoes I literally did in a lunch hour. And your mom? Like, yeah, and your I mom need make the rest. In the I need shoes, so I'm just gonna fucking take this crate that's some wire coming and just cut it up. Just cut it up into a square to the size of my foot, and then cut up the parts and uh, drill those together. And then drill some holes. And then I took some uh, the uh, jacket, like the uh, the yeah, it's a jacket. The jacket is made out of a silk. It's a type of silk and so I just took some fibers from that and just wove them together and it's a very, so it's actually really strong because it's silk but it's very, it frayed a whole lot while I wove it, so it looks like uh, so it's the same red as the jacket and it's very fibrous looking, so it looks like it's um, almost like not tweed, uh, like uh, what the hell is that stuff Um, I can't remember the name of it it's that string that's like you put tie parcels up in um twine twine there you go i wanted to say tweed and that wasn't right so it looks like twine it's it's fibrous like twine (laughs) yes i know that's the problem um so it's fibrous like twine and so it looks like that kind of like very earthy fiber when i wove it together because i just did like a braid and put that into my shoes, and it's lasted me ever since then. Like, I've used that shoes more than once, and they've, they're they strong. So, and that jacket I've used way it more It also hurts your too.
0: feet a lot. Every time you wear those, you bitch about how much your feet hurt. <laughs> I've never bitched about how, I bitch about how loud they are, Cole. Oh, I'm pretty sure you've said about, because it hurt your feet no, at least once, wasn't you know, it?
1: Those are actually, they're really comfortable. Like, they're, they're just a plywood, so they're not like a hardwood or anything, so you can walk on them and your feet don't hurt or anything. Um, they're just loud. They're fucking loud. That's what I always complain about. Um,
0: then what shoes were, did make your feet hurt? I remember you I've never about-
1: had shoes hurt my feet. If anything, every shoes I've talked about, they have been pretty comfortable. That's what I always, when I make shoes, I try and make them at least comfortable. Like, my Sora shoes are super comfortable because I just grabbed some shoes from... Their Walmart. normal
0: shoes are in the inside. <laughs> yeah, you can you can
1: buy normal shoes and they can become very uncomfortable. That's the problem. Is like, the more regular shoes you buy, like, if you spend, like, 50 bucks on a pair of shoes, those are the ones that are more likely to make your feet hurt for some reason. Um, these ones were, like, 20 bucks and they're just, uh... God, they look like kind of army shoes. They're just that kind of bulky black shoe that has a big sole on them. Um so that's what they were and I was just like, okay, that's good. I just threw them in my shoes, drilled a hole through the um through the sole at right where the arch is, and that's where like I have a uh, Chicago screw in and that's basically what holds my shoe together. And they're super comfortable. I don't have any laces in them because the outsides have the velcro straps and that's what laces everything up. Those are fine. Um those uh, the Mugen shoes are just they're plywood put together, and I can walk on those no problem. It's just you gotta get used to walking with them because they're weird sandals. But once you do, they, you're you're fine.
0: Yeah, and they, and you always know you're coming when you're wearing them. Everyone knows you're coming.
1: Um, I guess the only thing I can say about those is those give you a workout because they're they're heavier than regular shoes. Cause they're blocks of wood. Mm-hmm. So maybe my calves were probably. They were even bad. Like I don't remember my cats being that bad either.
0: Uh, what else?
1: Fucking shoes. My other shoes are my Organization Thirteen shoes, which are just regular um, square-toed uh, dress shoes, slip-ons from Walmart, and I just put the shoes uh, the rest of the boot around them. And those those shoes are fine to walk in. Do they're just like walking in dress shoes all day. So, yeah, like I don't know. You, you seem to just put things in your head of like, you just assume that I make shoes and they are automatically going to hurt. Cause I could
0: well no, that's, that's not what I should probably say. Not really, that's not what I'm thinking, but I could have sworn, I remember you saying there was at least one set of shoes that, there was something about it. Maybe it was just the fact that I was misremembering that the shoes were really, really loud. Maybe that's about it.
2: I, yeah. I think maybe what you're thinking of because I remember us having this discussion in the hotel room uh, when you were going and getting Mugen on because I was talking about uh, when I went and did Ichigo Kurosaki my second year of uh, going for my second year cosplaying and the shoes <laughs> I made just tore up my feet maybe that's what I'm remembering and I think that's probably what you're thinking of there because like everything you're saying is just like do you remember when I was talking about that? yeah
1: his ones were actually like made well mine I, re- I think I remember this conversation saying mine were made well is a weird thing to say because literally I just I, I just <laughs> <laughs> apart plywood and just drilled them together and that was it um, they were even too tall so I had to at one point take them to like the bandsaw and cut them shorter and I didn't really cut them straight so then I had to sand them to make them <laughs> flat again. So,
2: I think I remember. I don't mean truly made well. I, I, I just mean compared to what I did. I think they I are still, They're
1: still lasting. They're still around. Like I can use them. I can put them on right now, and I can walk around, and I would have no problem. And oh, mine are yes. not that way.
0: <laughs> maybe maybe that's the conversation I'm remembering because I remember Robert. You were expressing your extreme uh, confusion of why his feet didn't hurt and why, and no, like I, I remember you talk, I, yeah, your huge confusion about it. I was curious about his process on there because, yeah, in the case of
2: mine, I basically and you know I now know that it's because of structure more than anything else. I basically just went and took uh, a set of flip flops uh, and some grass mats because you know if you ever watch Bleach, you know that's a woven sandal. Yeah, uh, and I just kind of recreated the look on there. It was tearing me up, and part of it was because. I didn't go and use the right kind of banding on there, so it was just going and digging through, you know, the material on there for the socks. And then there wasn't any structure underneath, so the grass mat was just constantly rubbing up against the socks, and that was in turn going and rubbing against the soles of my feet.
0: Okay. So
2: that That's where that mark came from, because I just didn't really look at his to see on how he
1: had done them. So, Well, mine...
0: Okay,
1: once I saw that, I was like, it makes perfect sense. Mine are just... Uh, just- like, they're just blocks of wood, plywood. Oh, plywood. So, yeah.
0: OK, that makes more sense now.
1: Um, but yeah, no, that's part of the thing, is like, uh, yeah, and the rest of the moving. Con- and then I just took my Sora wig and used that as my wig for it. Uh, what else did I do? Oh, I did uh, um, the accessories. Is he also has earrings. And I just got some, went to the beehive, got some wooden beads that are blue and then bent some and got some uh, ear clips that are like the fake ear clips and then I just went back to work and got some wire and bent it to shape and then I had my earrings done.
0: <laughs> oh yeah I remember now. I remember the first time you wore them I'm like when the hell did you pierce your earlobes?
1: Yeah I was getting used to them you have to kind of have to bend them to shape to make them right because like when the how you get them, they're already like they're flush closed. And so you gotta bend them a little bit to give a little bit of a space so that they're not just pinching your ears and they're just kind of resting on your ears. But if they're too loose, then they fly off. So you just gotta find that nice, sweet spot where they're on there and they're not pinching but they're not too loose that they'll fly off.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So yeah, that's fucking, that's that. Um, Other than that, no, yeah, fuck I just, I plan. I plan ahead. I go, okay, I got all my stuff that I need for transportation, where I'm staying, uh, what I'm bringing, whatever things I need to make for those costumes. Um, The only thing I don't, let's see, uh, my Sora, my anti-Sora costume. I'm trying some things and I, most of it should last forever. Like it should last on, there shouldn't be anything that really breaks. What I am doing that's kind of weird is i have a black mask that looks of a face um i got some yellow acrylic and i cut that to the shape of the eyes and so those are the lenses now i've got a morph suit on underneath that so i've got a morph suit i've got a mask over my face of the morph suit with yellow lenses in them so that's a lot of obstruction of view and i just can't find a way to get any glasses in there. So basically what I did is I took an old pair of glasses, popped out the lenses and taped those inside the mask. So when I put the mask on, I see actually very well. So I'm going to be walking around with a morph suit and a mask on with lenses, prescription lenses taped inside of them about the same distance as that my regular glasses are. So. I think I kind of found a way to make a costume that you should be theoretically really hard to see out of to be very natural. And almost if I take the costume off, I would see out of I'd lose vision opposed to when I have the costume on.
0: That's actually really funny.
1: (laughs) I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to be doing that and see how that kind of works out. So more often than not, I'll be keeping the mask on because it'll just be easier to see with the mask on than it will be to see with the mask off. Which yeah is normally not how it's supposed to be. Normally it's be like people can't see a thing with a mask on and then take it off so that they can see what they're doing. Um, so yeah, that'll be that'll be my little experiment. This con is working with my antisora costume. And then after that, I'll just bring my also my, my Ninjetti, mm. r- bomb around in that for a little bit. Uh, probably my Friday costume is my Ninjetti. And then uh, Saturday is going to be my uh, Antisora. Cool, cool. Which I have a Keyblade to go along with, too. Because I made the Kingdom Key. Nice. And I painted it my own colors because I that's always something I always wanted to do, is make the Kingdom Key. But it's such the generic Keyblade There's it's like, oh, I don't really want to make it. If I do make it, I want to make it my colors and not Kingdom Key colors. Because it's almost as if everyone has their own kind of colored Kingdom Key. Because like Sora has his and then uh, King Mickey has his own reverse colored gold one because he's ostentatious like that. Um, so I'm just going to have mine, which is like a blackish darkish gray for the shaft uh the hilt is purple and then that little band on the right above the guard is uh gold so it's almost kind of inverted
2: well i certainly can't wait to see that in person
1: yeah i can hit you with it are you surprised? okay so that's that so the the uh what that does again is the uh I always, I always say, that next year I'm not going to bring a Keyblade. Like that's it. I'm not going to bring a Keyblade this year. Like uh, once again, <laughs> I failed, and I'm going to be bringing a Keyblade. Should I even brought a Keyblade, two Keyblades last year, and like I didn't even use them. Like they were just in the hotel room. Um, you because, used mine. no. I didn't use any. I didn't use any of them. I brought one to be used, but I then just brought two. No, okay. I did, I guess I did bring the one for Axel, but even then I didn't really use it. Yeah. Or did I? No, I guess I did use it. You did use it because there's pictures to prove it. Yeah. Because I fucking wanted, I was like, you're going to be Axel. I'm like, Axel's Lee. Axel now has a keyblade. Lee now has a keyblade. I'm going to make that keyblade because god damn it if i do anything it's make keyblades speaking of
0: what's the word um and then that was
1: also the talk picture. of like when i was at the uh uh what wh- fucking conversation was happening someone was saying something we're having conversation it's like oh yeah tyler made this thing it's like yeah i saw that he made another keyblade right but it was inflicted in the way oh yeah he just made another keyblade and it was just like oh I guess that's just what I do. It's just like, oh, he made an, another Keyblade. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, go on to your story, Cole.
0: Um, speaking of pictures and final f- and and um, Organization 13, we still haven't seen those pictures. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, oh, what ever happened to those? I never see any. I goddamn, I feel like that's another thing. Is like, there's these photo shoots that happen and. I just never see any photos from them either. Yeah. Who, who um, took them? Or do you know, Rob? Do you know things? Yeah, that that was Rose that took those pictures. And yeah, they oh. were delivered to one
2: person who never disseminated them because I guess she didn't like them. Who? Uh,
1: Really? Oh, okay. Um, that was Rose that took those photos. Okay. Well, shit. Well, then I guess that's what it is. Yeah, because I just—that's another thing I've always talked about. That's we. This has been brought up, how like Mm -hmm. I never get any photos or photo shoots done of my stuff because I just never think about it, and then, like, people are always asking for like, oh, can I see some pictures of your costume? Like, no shit, (laughs) no, you can't, because I really don't have any, because. I get progress photos and stuff, but like me, actually like posing and doing stuff, like most people. The do. only
0: the only costumes you have that are you in costume are Sora. Yep, and a couple Power Ranger photos. Yep, and then I do have Miguel and Tuilio. Yep, and Miguel and Tuilio.
1: Um, and then I've got some stray, stray Axel ones. Yes. So, and a random of, and one zemnis. And one zemnis. So that's what I mean. It's just like, um, that's why I'm I'm always for candid photos because that seems to be the only way that I actually fucking get photos of my costume. <laughs> is candid photos. No, so, I, uh, this is one thing I will say that
2: has become a real issue for me because when cosplay when, when I first got into it there were places that people would just post pictures of what they found.
0: DeviantArt. There still is.
2: Well, there, there still is, but you used to go and see people going and posting a ton of stuff. Like Everybody would just go and mass upload all the pictures they took from the convention onto places like Flickr, oh God, onto or... places like DeviantArt, and... People would upload all that stuff there. And it was really easy to go and search, you know, people would go and upload them into folders with certain names and whatnot. It was really easy to go and search them mm-hmm. out and find pictures of yourself. Now everybody just mm-hmm. uploads it to Facebook or Instagram. It's like, you don't have that ability anymore. So yeah. And the only yeah.
0: ones who are going to see it are your friends are the ones that drop them off.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So now it's like, I think part of the reason why cosplay photography has become such a big deal to people um, you know, short of, you know, those who are actually trying to make money off of it, which, you know, good for them. And I mean, that's great. That's an industry that's started because of this, and it's been a good thing. But for the rest of us, I think part of the reason that cosplay photography has become such a big thing is because you can't find pictures of yourself. It's like, oh, man, I took this one really epic picture. There's like 100 people that took pictures of it.
0: Not one. Per- yeah, you'll never find uh, it well, until um, some. I guess somebody- there
1: yeah. There is an unsung hero. There are those guys... I see them and they're more often than like some kind of shape, short asian guy with a camera who looks kind of <laughs> uh looks kind of awkward will do is take photos and then he will come up to you and like show you it and like yeah. that's that's kind of now the unsung hero he'll do that or i've had it where they'll give you just a business card
0: um, yeah, and be will.
1: like here's your business card and it will be on one of it'll their will be sites on this site in a week Yes, and those guys are
2: legitimately my hero, because it used to be that, and there's still a little bit of this, but, like, Cosplay Hunter. Yep. Uh, Yes, no? I recognize the name, yep. Okay, yeah. Big local celebrity in the cosplay scene for a long time, because he was, like, the guy that started using business cards in this area. He would just go and take pictures, and sometimes he would just flag you down It's just, like, you guys photoshoot session right now over here and he would just go and do everything. For free. And he wouldn't charge Yeah, you exactly. Though. Never charged anything. Yeah, exactly. It was free exposure, basically. It's just like, hey, do you have a name you go by? Do you have an Angel Fire account? Because, you know, that used to be a thing. Um, <laughs> now, this is the guy that would take <laughs> down your information and he would go and share it with you after the fact and be available on his website. It's like that was the norm for so long. But then you had social media popping up, and especially with cell phone cameras getting as intuitive as they have, people have started using that stuff, and it's become so easy just to go and upload it from there. You don't really need the computer anymore. So
1: the nature of cosplay photos has changed.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I still find stuff. So, like, uh, the Sakura Con website does have photos posted. Uh, they didn't but those are last your... year... Mm-hmm. uh last year they didn't really have a lot there's other years they do have lots of stuff
0: i have uh, to admit there is a really good picture that the soccer con site have of me f- lightsaber fighting with, with kylo ren yes.
1: um but another place i look is actually tumblr um i go in tumblr and I'm able to type in the tags for SakuraCon, and I find, actually, a good chunk of uh, photos on there. Mm. So, I don't know if it'll be that case. Maybe it's dying on there, and maybe I won't find them as much as I used to, but past years I have.
0: Mm.
1: Um, Deviant, I never really actually found a whole lot. Of, no, I have found stuff on DVR-nt art. but yeah, that- it's never, like, tagged Soccer right. con or anything uh,
2: that um, that used to be the big one because there was a lot of upload communities like that. That's kind of on where Olympic cosplay started. That's where a lot uh, of you know, cosplayers started.
1: started. DeviantArt, yeah, yeah. No joke
0: a lot. I'm not a thing co- anymore. But,
1: like, I still post on DeviantArt. Actually, oh, yeah, I actually haven't posted a long time on DeviantArt. I should post on DeviantArt, it, it's but. still the
2: world's largest art community. Yeah. Not as big as it used to be, but yeah, that's where people would go and post a lot of their cosplay development progress. And that's where they go and post a lot of their professional shots. Because one thing I will give DeviantArt credit for, and there's admittedly not a lot of things you do because they do have kind of a weird management system over there. When you upload something onto DeviantArt, the ownership situation doesn't transfer. This is part of the thing that drives me nuts with people uploading cosplay photos onto Facebook. According to their terms of use agreement, you no longer own that photo. Mm-hmm. It's their property now.
1: Yeah. Yes. Um, basically, whatever you upload is belonging to whoever uploaded it. Um, kind of good. Like um, you can you can do complaints. Like you can complain um, and say, uh, well, complain is not the right word. You can notify saying, hey, this is. There's problems with this. This is like my stuff, or this is already copyrighted, or things like that. But, I normally, I haven't seen anything like that. But I really, I'm not super into the community of that, so I can't really say. Um, but, yeah, I kind of like it, because then you can say, hey, I put this up here, and I've got a copyright through it, in this sense. Um, and, then, yeah, whatever you, it makes things pretty much easier and you don't have to worry about copyright law. Like, a, yeah. I'm, I, I keep on thinking of things like YouTube where there is tons of copyright infringements and there's always cases on YouTube, but I haven't really heard anything like that on DeviantArt at all. It basically
2: doesn't exist on DeviantArt, and the reason why is, though, they do have in their terms of use that they do maintain the right to go and use your art from uh, your page as part of advertising and marketing and whatnot. They will not directly profit from the sale of any of your stuff unless you are choosing to go and do prints through them yeah so they're basically just a publishing channel for you they're not taking the ownership of it unlike say an instagram which you know was one of the biggest ways that a lot of cosplayers are going and marketing their stuff and they don't own the pictures that get put on there
1: instagram i ah, guess
2: yeah, that's yeah. that's the one that blows my mind that people still do that but I understand that a lot of uh, these professional cosplayers that are putting stuff on there they're basically going and putting their B-script stuff on that, on and then any of that I feel like yeah
1: I'd say like Instagram is like the trailer stuff like yeah. everything I put put on Instagram is very uh, very like work in progress stuff too and it's all update at the time of like hey this is what I'm currently working on or here's some pictures and then I always like Upload it to every other stuff. Um, so I'll upgrade it to Instagram, but then I'll also upload it to, like, Facebook and upload it to my uh, uh, Facebook channel for my props and such. And But then, like, the stuff I post on DeviantArt are, are a whole lot more step-by-step progress photos than it. Yeah. And yeah, that's... so they got kind of different cues. It's just like, oh, this is painting on some stuff, or here's some painting come along, and then like on, uh, I get, yeah, on deviant it's more like putting on coat of paint here. This is what I'm working on here. This is what I'm working on here, and it's like there's normally more photos on my deviant art,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's just easier to upload there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, I haven't touched Deviantart in years, but I discovered Deviantart. I don't know when I first discovered it. This before I ever touched went to any con, and that's literally how I found out about SoccerCon, To be totally honest, okay. like I found like the I well it was through YouTube, then through it was YouTube then to Deviantart, then through then to through that because I found the Fighting Dreamers guys. And that's how I found out about SoccerCon. So. Yeah,
2: interesting. But, uh, oh, wow. yeah, so that's uh, a little bit of a tangent there. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, another reason why Rob hates the uh, current scene of cosplay, because you can't find your pictures oh, on
1: DeviantArt anymore. You, <laughs> you were about to tell us a story. You're going to tell us a story about... Um, uh, Which con you don't want to go to anymore?
2: Yes, uh, Wizard World Portland. Yes,
0: because yeah, we were talking about this earlier. It's like the main reason I want to go to Wizard World. Wizard World in general is just because, well, well, just because JDF would probably be at least one of them. Well, and you see, that's the reason why I really don't want to go back. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I know why because of that situation. Uh, yeah, exactly, and I mean this. What do the viewers be,
1: told. Do the viewers? Yes, we've talked yeah. about it before, but okay,
2: we we, we have we have uh overview, real fast.
1: story. Yep. Exactly. Okay. How many viewers do we have though? And are they the same viewers from then? That's questionable. So yeah, we'll we'll just go over this, but
2: I will keep it short because I mean there's there's a lot to the story, but it can basically be condensed down to nothing. So. Uh, Anyway, a couple of years ago, Nikki Golden Mushroom, who also does wonderful photography, she's uh, one of those cosplay photographers I like, she's very reasonable and her quality is good. Anyway, um, (laughs) we decided to get together because we wanted to... Uh, see Jason David Frank, and he was going to have a private panel, and you know it was expensive. It was a hundred bucks a ticket on there, and then it was a private autograph session on there, and it was a little bit more open than just oh, pay the fifty bucks, get in this line here, and have them sign one thing. You, know, you could actually take pictures with them and all that stuff. So it, it was one of the more understandable. Uh, yeah, it, it was one of those ones that even me who you know I, I talk about how I don't really buy into the. Uh, idol worship that seems to go on a lot of the times with comic-con yeah i'm just not into that kind of scene this is one where it's like okay so he's gonna have a do or a private q a session it's only going to be for a hundred people and it's an hour and a half long uh q a panel it's like that reasonable in my mind yeah i thought this was gonna be a really good Mm -hmm, deal so definitely uh the two of us went down there we got tickets for his sunday event and we got down there. We skipped Friday. we there most of Saturday from the drive down. Stayed overnight. And we were trying to go and figure out uh, around noon where this session was going to be because on the Wizard World website he had two of these events that he was going to do. He had one of them on Saturday, and I want to say it listed like around noon or something like that. He was also a judge for uh, the cosplay contest, and Heroes of Cosplay was going to be there, so it was a big deal, and you know, yada, yada, yada. Uh, this was uh, like right after the show had first premiered and there was all the controversy in the community. So... We got there, we had a lot of fun on Saturday. We picked Sunday just in case we had any travel delays or anything like that and weren't able to make it on Saturday. Uh, and I think it listed at a four o'clock uh, event time or something like that. So it was going to be running basically with uh, closing ceremonies, is the way that we understood it looking at the website. Well, it's around noon and we're trying to figure out where it is because it's not published anywhere in any of the event guides where this is going on. Mm-hmm. So we go over to uh, the information booth and ask them about it. They're like, and a half ago. We're like, what? And we going, we pulling out our tickets. And it's like, but it says four o'clock on there. What's going on? You can go and take this over to the. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember on what they uh, actually referred to it as, but basically it was their customer service trailer. Uh huh. Uh, that anybody could go to to complain or to go and look for lost and found items and all that stuff. And we went over there and went and explained our situation, and I'm sure that she's had a rough convention or something like that. I cannot imagine doing that kind of job, but she was very rude to us and went and said, well, the times that were listed on there was just the time that he was going to be staying at the convention. He's going to be leaving after his last autograph session around. Like, But nowhere on the website does it say that. It's just like, if you've ever done a wizard world, you would know that that's how we list these. It's like, first-timers don't have information. And I'm not going and voicing this out loud. It's like, at this point, I just want my money back. And yeah, I'm hoping that's going to happen. And sure enough, they did give me the money back. There wasn't a lot of fight on that. But we were being raked over the coals about this. Yeah. And our friend Squeaky does not deal well with confrontation. She gets very quiet, and she has a tendency to act very badly in those situations. And it was very hard bringing her back down after that. Mm-hmm. So that was a very ugly four-hour car ride to drive her back to her place.
0: Now, I'm going to say this right now. This, this is nothing on JDF at oh, all. Oh, no, no, nothing at all. Because JDF is, and I'm sure that you agree with me on this, is probably one of the nicest people in the world. <laughs> Uh, when it comes to his fans, Cause from, from everything that I have, s- yes, I, yeah, have a, from, I have, I have, a, I have a little bit of an, I have a very long term fanship of JDF. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's I, I, I will not say a bad
2: word about him. I guess that a lot of people were caught off guard from this, okay. and I have not seen this. I don't know if this actually exists, but a couple of people have mentioned this to me that he did apologize i guess i don't know if it was through twitter or instagram or whatever it was but whatever the social media platform was he was using he apologized to fans that missed uh the event because of scheduling issues Mm -hmm. so i don't know there might have been more going on behind the scenes but we were both just very unhappy with how we were treated because we were very civil about what was going on there it's like yeah Well, there's no way you're going to be able to get him back or anything like that. I mean, he still had that other autograph session going on after that, but they had sold out all the tickets for that one as well, so we couldn't get into that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once again, nothing against him in that situation, and honestly, nothing against the convention for that part. I understand those rules are there for a reason. But but yeah,
0: that that woman, whoever it was... (laughs) It was not she, a good situation, man. No, definitely. That's not how you, if you're a customer service, you do not deal with that ever. Yeah, less is it. it. it's, it's the, if
2: you have, or if you'd ever been to a wizard world, you'd know this is how we do it. It's like.
0: No, I've not
2: been to a wizard world before. Thank yes, you very exactly. much. Yes, exactly. No, I have a freaking Comic-Con. <laughs> and
0: I know how they work. Yeah, yeah. But no, that's the type of thing. Is like, yeah i I personally, I don't know. I've heard a lot of different things about Wizard World. The only reason I would go to Wizard World is maybe to go see a few people that I want to go see. Uh, That's just it. And honestly, it was a fun
2: convention beyond that one moment.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: But I don't know. I'm one of those guys that like that
0: Mm
2: -hmm. when you're managing things in that way, and when that's. When that's the way that is being civil, because I mean, I work in the retail field. I understand what it has to be like with customer service. You know, mm-hmm. even when somebody's mad, you know, kill them with kindness. Go and keep that smile up and just, hey, Let's see and, then go, and then it's go and
0: then go beat the shit out and go beat up beat the shit out of your pillow when you get home. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah,
2: that's that's what you got to go and do. And for an event thing like this, it's like there's no reason to act that way. You know, I yeah. I don't know on what I hope that this woman was just having a bad day and that that's not the way that she reacts to all of these situations. But it was not it was not a good experience. That I won't go back to it because. That's not the standard that I would live up to, and I know a lot of people that did have issues with various organizing things that year and years afterwards. It's just not my scene. Part of it's just the fact that I'm not really into Comic-Cons. I've talked about that. I really don't want to go and put this convention down, because I do know that there have been a lot of good things, that a lot of my friends have a really good time there, against... The organization as a whole. It's just my particular circumstance. I really don't feel the need to go and come back. I still want to meet uh, Jason David Frank at some point, and you know what? Maybe it will be at a Wizard World. I just won't go back to that one. I, I just couldn't bring myself to it. I, I don't want to be a hypocrite when I say I'm not going back. I'm just not going back. I don't
1: know. You had a bad experience and it tainted it
2: for you. Yeah, hey,
1: exactly. Sir. And I don't I want, want to bring
2: down another experience because of one bad experience. You know? Exactly. Yeah.
0: I can definitely understand that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. What What are the odds that it was like more than more than one person missed that and were like complaining about it?
2: I I suspect there probably were more, but I got to be honest because because Jason David we were... Frank wouldn't
0: have probably wouldn't have made a big public apology like oh, that, that if true. it hadn't yeah. been a lot of things. A lot of people had not been screwed over by that hours from the time
2: that it was listed
0: yeah
2: so i mean and we checked had we checked the day beforehand to see where it was we would have known about it so i mean part of this is we should have checked earlier yeah i'm willing to go and admit some personal responsibility here i we we just didn't go and check we were having fun we were hanging out with uh mama samu pixie dash cosplay we were just having a good time. We were having some fun the day beforehand and it's like, okay, we had a good breakfast. We got up a little bit late and it's like, okay, let's go and hit the con floor and wait and see when we're going to go and see, uh, JDF. And it's like, uh, well, you just missed him like an hour and a half ago. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It, it was just very, very weird to me. And I, I don't know of anybody else that had that issue. So I, I don't know. Website, maybe. And I know I didn't read it wrong because I had to print out both of the website as well as of our tickets. And it listed that time specifically on there. Like, I don't know how that can't be what what it's supposed to be.
1: Yeah, that's, still, that's, yeah no, that's that's wrong that's, on the website. Uh, I guess if you went to Wizard World, you would have known how that's that's how they do things. <laughs> that's what I was told, but I've never
2: heard anybody else say that. Because <laughs> everybody I've gone to and talked to about this have all been like, "I've never had it like that." It says a time on there, and that's generally the time. Either that, or they email me and let me know, "Hey, we went and moved this," which is like totally cool. <laughs> no problem with that. Exactly, it's weird I can't describe it as anything other than weird I don't know why it happened
0: But yeah, I can definitely understand that though
1: Yeah no, um, but I only, like, like I said, I can only assume the way Things were going is like If you were one of the first people to complain about this being wrong That's why we'd have, you'd had such a bad Customer service thing Yeah like sure. will actually make more sense if you're maybe like the third person First person you might get Like a good customer service to help you Second, they'd be like, eh, I'm kind of annoyed with this. And if, like, the second person was really bad, then when they get to the third person, they're like, they don't give a fuck anymore. Um, but then when everyone started coming in, where someone at, at a single point, because, like, when you hit a high enough mu- people that something's that, but yeah, you have a high enough people of people complaining about the same thing, then that's when, like, the really higher ups get involved and then something gets put in place. And it goes, okay, we just got to make people happy now. And at that point, it'd be like, okay, we're taking all refunds. Walk in, let's say if you had tickets, okay, you had tickets, you missed the show, here's your refund. And it's like, they're just trying to make people happy at that point, um, where you may have been too early.
2: And I kind of wonder if that maybe was the case on there, because I don't... In hindsight, I don't honestly remember her even looking at the tickets when I handed them to her. I just remember her going and asking what my email was and then asking what Squeaky's email was. Because uh, I guess that must be on how they have everything listed on there for the registration and for payments. But it wasn't like I was handed $100 or anything like that. It was credited back into my PayPal account. So, I mean, they must have some way of tracking that. So,
1: So I yeah. feel like you may have been like maybe the third people that came in there complaining about this that maybe and the other people could have been like that's either that or that person themselves was just person yeah <laughs> Cause i cause I'd, I'd like, like the where it's just like there are some people that are like uh people volunteering for these they they're not always saints they're not always like the perfect person they could just be a person who's volunteering but is not a nice person yeah so that happens Things, things get lot, corrupt. Yeah.
0: so Definitely. Anyways, back to the actual topic at hand. That's so, Robert, what, 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 yeah, what, what type of rituals do you have before you go to con? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, since I'm generally the
2: hotel room organizer slash the hotel room savior for a lot of people that either have their plans go and fall apart at the last minute, or sometimes just neglected to make plans until it was too late or thought that they were in a good position and whatnot. I'm just checking with people to make sure that we're all good. Like I know you guys, I've never had to do anything with, cause we always go and communicate really well before con, but with other people staying in the room, I'm always <laughs> checking and I have a, <laughs> I have a convention standby list. people who either went and had the original organizer of their room drop out or in a situation where uh maybe they're not comfortable with where they've been set up
0: Mm -hmm.
2: basically the long and short of it is i'm just contacting anybody that's on that list and going and seeing okay did you manage to go and make any solid plans do we need to go and find you a place still Uh, That's one of the things that I do. So, my ritual is making sure that everything is set up and staged properly. And I know most people listening to this probably will think to themselves, well, that's doing too much. That's being too nice. They should be more on top of this. There's a reason why I do this, and it's actually avoidance of future issues. Because before, (laughs) yeah, because before I started doing this, There would be a lot of people that I would know, and not people I would openly call friends. I want to emphasize this point. My friends have hotel rooms. I will have a place for them within an hour. There is always somebody willing to go and help out, somebody who is a good person. And generally, when I vouch for somebody, most people that I would go and talk to about taking on somebody we'll listen and take them on. You know, guys like DJ, for example, he's had situations on where the people uh, that he were roo- or that he was rooming with uh, just either decided they weren't going to con and canceled the room or uh, changed their plans at the last minute. we like, Oh, Hey, we got these people staying with us. So we don't have room for you anymore. I mean, he's been on the Sorry. back end of a lot of problems. Oh yeah. So sometimes there was one time where he called me two days before the convention and was like, dude daniel went and her. daniel went and canceled the hotel room he says he's not going anymore he doesn't have the money just like he canceled the hotel room it's like yeah i mean i could pay for the room it's just it's already canceled and you know they're not going to open up again in that amount of time it's like oh great well let me go and see what i can do 20 minutes later i got a room for him let's go and say Hey, do you have any room for somebody else? I'm overbooked, but I'm looking for a place. Uh, It's like, uh, yeah, we could go and stuff one more person in. I mean, is this a good guy? I mean, is he going to go and, you know, for sure pay? It's like, yes, yes. If, If I go and give him the all clear and you give me a PayPal account, he will have the money to you in the next 10 minutes. They're like,
0: cool. Yeah, that's the one thing about DJ, is that DJ may look sketchy as fuck, but he's not. (laughs) No, I mean, he's legitimately one of the nicest people you will ever
2: meet. He's a fisherman. He's supposed to look sketchy. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But the problem is, guys like DJ, I have no problem taking care of. He He finds himself in a good position. Most of my friends are that kind of people. The issue is, though, is that a lot of my friends... People that are either friends with them, either riding on their coattails, or people who are a little too self-centered or really shouldn't be going to con, I think a lot of times is what it comes down to, but they still insist on doing it anyway and will find their way to Seattle, even without a hotel room, and then find themselves whining, complaining, moaning, or putting themselves in a dangerous situation trying to go and sleep in the park in the bushes. You've
0: had someone try that?
2: Known many people that have done that over the years. Anybody we know? Uh, one, I'll tell you after the podcast is over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but um,
0: well, by the oh, speaking of, of of squeezing someone into a room, yeah. Um, I was randomly scrolling through old pictures, and I found the picture of Dane on the co- on the couch cushion with the with the washcloth. <laughs> Uh, that that
2: that will be. That's a good picture. That
0: <laughs> like, I want to. I want to caption that with things. Uh, this uh, there's always room for one more. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, do me a
2: favor. Actually, caption that and send it over to me. That will be our thumbnail for this week.
0: I will. I I'll send the picture to you. I don't know if I can figure out how to caption it properly, but but I'll just send it over to Tyler you. Tyler will caption it. Just put okay. it in the same
1: thing, and I'll do it.
0: Okay, I'll find it. Yep. I just need to dig through some old photos. All right, there we go. There we go. Oh,
2: so anyway. Uh, so, yeah, you'd have these leeches that would force their way to the convention. They'd get there, and they'd always somehow have money to go and get the badge and whatnot, but they wouldn't have money for food or hotel rooms or anything like that. And yeah. it's certain people like that going to be an issue at the con. I will try to get them taken care of ahead of time. And in no way do I ever try to go and put somebody into a position or into a position where they're going and taking on somebody who cannot pay for their hotel room. i to emphasize that point.
0: Well, but, neither would I.
2: Yeah, exactly. But here's the thing. Sometimes being on top of those people and making sure that it's made clear that. All right, I'm trying to find you a place this is what the going rates is. If you say that you can't afford it at that point, then you will have no sympathy if you go to the convention itself. Sometimes it's just about going and putting them in that position ahead of time where. work, And everybody's going to know about it because I have given them your name as I've been going and looking for a place for you and how much it's going to cost.
0: Yeah, I was like, then I suggest you don't go to con if you can't afford it. Exactly. I've set the precedent on there, and sure enough,
2: it has kept people away that should not be going to the convention. I know that's a little bit harsh, but. Yeah, but you've kept, you've made them think. That's the thing. And I've, at least in most cases, kept them from being problem childs and from going and being a leech on somebody else. There's only one of them, and it's the one that you know we, you know, we'll talk about later. That still does this, and I suspect he'll be doing it again. <laughs> so,
0: oh, probably, yeah. Uh-huh. listening. What? They were <laughs> cute. Tyler's playing, doing me. Anyway,
1: um, <laughs> let's see. Not a good thing to be, Tyler. Wait, there's there's, there's there's someone who's gonna go and get a room and not afford it. Guy or girl? Is it? Always, it's mostly a girl. Why is it it's, always it, girls?
2: This, this particular one that I'm talking about is a guy. I will say I've run into that more with girls uh, than anything else. That if I get them, if I try to find them a place... And I've passed their name around a little bit, getting room rates and whatnot, and trying to set that person up. Generally, they're the ones that will actually stay away from it at that point. Because it's like, nobody's going to have sympathy for you because you've had the opportunity to go and get in on this stuff. You have had a hotel room option available to you. It's not, oh, I got here, and the people I were going to stay with didn't show up, or they flaked, or, oh, they were planning on going and staying somewhere else, and I'm not allowed to go with them.
0: No, we've talked
2: a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but because they've now been, you know, put in a position where it's known that they were looking for a place. Find a place. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's one of the things that I do is I try to go and do uh, drama llama avoidance. The
1: llamas are cute. It can also be assholes. Yeah, that's true. They are yep. assholes.
2: <laughs> exactly. Have you seen Cusco?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. This reminds me,
0: we're dressing you up as a llama next year, Tyler.
1: Okay. You probably won't, because I'd be the one who would have to make the costume, so.
0: Yeah. But you, you know, that's not quite what I meant, but okay.
1: What did you Love mean, Cole?
0: I meant we're putting you in that in that role. Is like we're putting you in that role. Sure, you're going to yeah. be the llama. <laughs> okay, how are you how will you do this? You'll just call me the llama. No, we're going to call you Prince Cusco. <laughs> yeah, uh, Emperor
1: Emperor Cusco. Emperor Cusco. Yeah, just call me Emperor. I'm fine with
0: that. I don't see how that's a problem. <laughs> Yeah, great joke, Cole. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a joke, but whatever.
1: Uh, no, you're trying to make it a joke, but it wasn't really. Now I'm just now I'm just gonna be called the Emperor, so you have to call me that now. Whatever. Call me it now. <laughs> 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 throw off his brain. See, you can't Sorry. even do it. <laughs> Couldn't even do it. Well, I've won this <laughs> complex.
0: Complex? You said complex. Say it! Call me the emperor. Shit. No, fuck you.
1: (laughs) Oh, there you go. Look at that. I won this. Competition? Complex? Condition?
0: (laughs) Whatever. Anyways, Tyler, uh, Robert, any other Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah, 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 yeah. no you're right you're right we actually
2: have not had a lot of uh violations this time around for the drinking game so uh here's one take a drink
0: exactly another one
2: as tyler said take a drink but anyways um yeah so uh other rituals um even though I do a lot of times find myself working on costumes the week of con and you know, the last couple of years you found me working on them in hotel rooms, but that's mostly because of living issues. situation. I, that, eh, there, there's a lot of things that go into it. I mean, I'm not going to go and say, cause Tyler hits it on the head. It comes down to planning and time allotment. And I'll admit that I have been bad at that. A lot of times cosplays do take me longer to, Complete than I thought they would. Especially if I'm doing something new. Uh, But that being said. Past two maybe three years. I've never really had that issue so much with my own stuff. Because it used to be that I would get my stuff done first. And then I would handle all the commissions and whatnot after that. But I got burned one time. Because I didn't get something done. Even though it didn't. So uh. Yeah, now I do it the other way around, and that sometimes bites me in the ass. But uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, Going back to what I was trying to say originally, and then I sidetracked myself. Uh, For me, ritual-wise, I actually will start about a week before the convention, And I'll start laying out anything that needs to come along, whether it be video recording equipment, uh, the emergency cosplay kit. I'll go and do an inventory check and make sure I've got everything that I should need in there. Start picking up supplies, you know, a week or more ahead of time. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Because I'm sorry, if you're trying to go and get your hotel room stuff together, like the day before you leave for con.
0: Something's wrong with you. Something you need to.
2: yeah 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 i mean that's that's basically what it comes down to so i'll just start piling stuff up uh in the case of where i am right now i go and keep the stuff in my workshop rather than uh, by the door where i used to live i kept it by the door and i would just start piling stuff up until i had everything ready to go and it made it really easy to inventory and of course i have a checklist of everything that i have that's ready to go and what i need to make sure is all packed and then the stuff that i need to go and buy you know and you have a bigger car
0: this year too don't you
2: I've got more storage space is what it comes down to. The car itself yeah, is yeah, about but your the same. car,
0: though. The, your, your, your car, though,
2: is, is it a little bit bigger? It's nine inches longer. Cool. <laughs> so. Bigger. The big thing is the interior space is a lot bigger on it because I basically quadrupled the amount of storage space on the uh, that I have on the inside. It's not a minivan, but no, no, it I mean, it's no,
1: well, it's yeah. a hatchback.
2: Yeah, exactly. I know. It's so a end, but it's a it's a hatchback, and it's a oh, large hatchback. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, I mean, it's got a lot more space and a lot more easy to work with space. I'm also really happy. Part of the reason why I selected this because my my poor buddy Jazz, that's been with me for almost 20 years, my old Honda Civic, uh, he he got wrecked in multiple respects had to go and put him out to pasture, um, although now he's sitting in a storage unit, and I'm going to work over the next couple of years on slowly rebuilding him. Um, Why? Why? Like, you don't. That, that car has done too much for me, man. Okay, that car has actually saved my life a few times. Then uh, retire it.
1: Don't fix retire. it. <laughs> the retired. car's still got life in him. Ah, retire you Just take it out to a field and let it sit.
2: The car does not want to go. We have, a lot of those. go
0: we, have, we have a lot of those. in Saskatchewan. We have a lot of those.
2: It <laughs> will just go and sit in a field, but it'll be in my property, in my house. Yeah, that's going to be something right there.
0: That's Yeah, and your future. It's going to be, be the night any that wife that seen. you have is going to look at it and say, why the fuck do we have this here? <laughs> no, no,
2: no. She is going to love it. She is going to love what I have planned for that thing. Okay, you, you do not understand. Uh, it's gonna be gorgeous. So and then
0: well, and I then, then I'll show that I'll show up and 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 use thermite. Uh, <laughs> where will you get thermite? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad example, but you know, um, wreck it. Yeah, no, I, I get it, I get it. Um, um and then I I'll come after you with me. a hammer.
1: I have a question. Yeah. Um. Will you be like living in a outside of a city on like an acreage? Yes. Or will you be living in a city house lot? No. I will never live in a city house lot. Okay. Okay. Then that's also that's acceptable. Because like there's there's a fine line. If you live out in a small town where like the area where your lots are very big and you can put a car in the back. You can have more than one car. You know like three cars in the back on your lawn somewhere that's fine if you're living in a city and you have a car on your lawn you're pretty redneck yeah so you got to be careful there like we got some we, got, we have no cars in our lawn there's no cars sitting on our lawn they're all in the garage yes <laughs> there was at one point and that was in the back and that was had a tarp on it
0: yeah your old car used yeah your old one i remember now yeah No,
1: no, no, that's
2: I'm I'm, just to make a point here. I actually am looking at buying property and I'm looking
1: at a place with three acres. So, yeah,
0: fun mowing that one.
1: When you're when you're like early 20s, you can like going at your own pace is about getting a job. When you're in like your late 20s, it's more like going at your own pace is figuring out your career. But you should already have a steady job. So thought that way. You thought that way. Oh, I did.
2: Actually, I got to be honest. I was even a little bit more extreme than that because part of this is just because I've been working since I was 12. Jeez. I've always had the mindset of if I want anything, I need to work for it. And that's one thing that my father taught me that I'm always going to be grateful for. It's true. So I've been working that whole time. And I mean, I, I had no debt coming out of college. It's because I paid my way through it. I I saved up money going into that.
1: Nowadays, like I understand that, but I still feel like a higher education would, uh, would be better for the long run because like i be the can problem be. it's is
2: not guaranteed lot. anymore well it, it never really was that's it one never of the great really was that's true Here's um, the thing. when you go to college if you're going there for a specialized field like what our pal amy is going and doing uh for dental oh, hygiene she knows darling, where she <laughs> yeah. yeah there There's you cool.
1: go i'm finished Go on, Rob. Continue.
2: She's going to be in a position where she can dictate the terms of her future because she has specialized training in her field, and she got that through that extended education. That's awesome. The problem is most people that are going to college these days, and this is internationally. This is not an American issue specifically. The problem that we're running into now is that a lot of kids are going to college after high school or after primary school, whatever you want to go and call it. They're going to these places and they have no focus. They have no aim for what they want to do going into
0: it. Or they you know, go most, in having an yeah. idea and then they're like, wait a second. But that's why I said most
2: yeah. do not. True, true. Listen, call, listen. Yes, I know, focus, but I just call. wanted to put that- focus. I just wanted to put that in. Sorry. Yeah, no, because you're talking about the alternatives on there here. But most most kids, and I think there was a study I went and read a couple of months ago, and it was something close to the 70% marker of students that were going to college had no objective goal that they were trying to reach when they went in. And a majority beyond that were leaving it uh, without a goal. And that was something close to the 80% mark. It's like, that's a problem when you're going to school. And don't even think about this from a, you know, payment perspective. You know, I know there's a lot of arguments whether or not college should be free or not. I feel like that's, you know, a discussion for another time. State is paying for you to go to school. If you don't have a clear goal for what you're going for, how many years of your life did you waste without job experience?
0: Mm
1: out of college yeah,
0: well, that that's
1: a big thing that is that is why I didn't go to school is because I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do and
0: I was the exact same way both me and Tyler were actually very similar on that we both have extremely different interests but we also had no idea how we wanted to turn that into a career but
1: I was able to hold a job
0: I was able to too it wow just, okay we're not we're not having this
2: discussion we are not going here but well we gotta make people drink because bickering
0: <laughs> Do we need to make people drink? <laughs> no.
2: Always. Uh. I just
0: have found more
2: interest in different things. Yeah, and that's and that's perfectly fine. And I think that's honestly, if you're in that position, your responsibility as an adult, because you know we have the societal thing that when you're 18, you're an adult now.
1: You legally are responsible for yourself at that point. You guys can't even drink then. Like, sure, we still have another year, but fuck, you can't drink till you're 21. That's- Weird, I know. I know it's a uh, that's so, another uh, conversation that yeah, I yeah. That's dad, another that, conversation. My dad that's
2: when he
0: was 17. Like,
2: yeah, that's so. that's that's one I could go on for hours about because I, yeah, no, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. That's a tangent we don't need to talk about. Not I'll tonight, just, honestly. Not tonight, definitely not to tonight. Me. But another you know, people that I thought were friends have complained to me and what it's like trying to find a job like guys you're right i don't understand because i did what we have societally done until the last 20 years when it came to secondary education
0: Mm
2: -hmm. when i was in high school i saved my money And, you know, I was able to pay my way through college. And I know that's not always an option for people. I am not saying that there is any reason why you can't do that.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Time and got work experience. My brother has done the same thing. He did work his way through his master's program and my family supplemented him a lot. I mean, we took care of his housing and all that stuff, which was his biggest expense. And he still has a lot of college debt coming out of it. But at least he worked his way through it, so he has experience trying to go and get a job. Even if you don't have experience in the field you want to work in, honestly, even just having a job at McDonald's
1: that you weren't fired from—yes, yes, that is that is all it is. Like when you see, when if you look at a resume and you see just uh, someone who has not worked for this amount of time, this amount of time, this amount of time, it's just like, well, can they not hold a job, or are they basically that means they're someone that. People aren't hiring and also just can't hold the job at times. So, why would I want to hire them? Because they probably don't have very good work ethic. And uh, I had that experience happen when I was younger. Basically, I only had the one job. Because you, you
0: worked it for five years or something like that?
1: Uh, three years. I worked, I was uh, like Canadian Tire. And then when I quit Canadian Tire just to kind of go somewhere else. I was having trouble finding a job because while I was fucking... I was 18 and no one was really going to hire an 18-year-old. And then I got a job. I worked there for close to... No, I worked... I got a job at Loblaws at the Western Grocers. Worked there for three months. And then I got the job at uh, the Ring Lord and worked there for four and some months. And basically...
0: Four and some years.
1: uh, Four and some years. um, And when that place laid off instantly I got a job somewhere else because it's like, oh, you have you've been working somewhere for over four years. Clearly they like keeping you around. And I worked there for a year, hated it. And then I was like, well, okay, I'm gonna go apply to another place. And then basically I just uh, where I work now is the only place <laughs> the first place I applied to and then got hired because I walk in there I'm like oh I understand all this stuff. This is the kind of stuff I'm into. That was another thing is when I was working at the dealership I missed being able to work on stuff and work with my hands and make stuff. I, I had an itch to make stuff and I just couldn't scratch it. And to the point where it's like I can't work here anymore. I need to need to either have some kind of shop where I can work on stuff or I need to go into a job where I can you make do stuff. it all day. <laughs> yeah, which now that's when I that can go back all the way to the Adam Savage thing, um, mm-hmm. where now that I have a job that I make stuff all day, when I come home, I don't really want to make stuff as much. Like, I used to work on props all the time, but now it's, it is petered out quite a bit, um, where it is. Because I'm already at work pr- uh, troubleshooting all these things and and uh, making stuff with hands and making it work to the point where, well, I don't want to do that. It's like taking your hobby and doing it for your job. Once your hobby becomes your job, it can no longer be your hobby. And you just basically have to find a new hobby. But I still get the itch to make stuff. Like, it's it's just kind of slowed down because I get most of it scratched from work. Um, and then, like, ideas where I want to work on is, like, it has to be a big idea where I'm trying something new. But if it's something small where I know, I know how to do it, it either has to be really quick and easy to do because I know how to do it. I can just go and do it at one point when I have time. Or it's going to be one that I just have no priority in doing. And it'll just kind of sit off to the side. And I won't have to worry about it. Like that's another, since I do so much programming at work, I come home and the amount of programming and drawing I do at home has decreased a significant amount because I just, I don't, I don't have the same kind of programs I do at work. And so like trying to use two different programs for doing kind of the same method gets a little redundant and annoying. So it's like either. I do it all at home or I do it all at work. Cause I don't want to really split between the two, which are trying to do the same thing. Um, so yeah, no, I could say that's the thing. Uh, that's why I'm saying with Adam Savage, he gets burnt out, but that's, he does that for a living. Like that's basically what he does for a living is make stuff. So when that's his hobby, when that becomes also his job, well, then that, no, that's his job. That's his job. That's a, uh, that's a big thing I've always seen people say: is never let your hobby become your job, because then you will start hating your hobby, and then you'll have to find a new hobby. I don't agree with that, though. Ah, well, I don't know. I guess you're I,
2: wrong. I, well, I, I gotta say, because I would actually go and tell somebody that, but it's not to say that you can't go and do that anyway. And it's still love like, it. Uh,
0: There's a lot of
2: times where it does become something you hate because it does become tedious. It becomes monotonous, but I think part of it depends on what kind of stuff you do. Yeah. Because like I was really into computer sciences when I was in high school. And that's one thing I've never met anybody in that field that has not said if you like doing this, don't make it your living. Computer IT and all that stuff is one of the most graining jobs you can have. That which is true. And it can be fun. I actually like fixing a computer when somebody breaks one. I like building them and all that stuff.
1: Are all miserable. Oh shit, we just had that happen today. The graphics card on our computer died. And that was kind of annoying.
2: Then you compare that to something like Adam or somebody like Adam Savage, and yeah. Who started off at the time of his life, but oh, I think yeah. part of that is because he doesn't work in a single medium all the time.
0: No, that's yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. He's he has a varied enough thing that and I think he it has probably enough doesn't. products
0: that he, and he also has enough um, projects that if he gets tired of one project, he'll he'll move to the next project.
2: That's like, just it. He's worked his way up to the point where he has that kind of flexibility, and I think that that in a lot of respects makes it possible love yeah. and be able to do it for a job. But once again, um, it's not a
1: singular focus. I, I'm still saying like that's something that like that's another. Well, I guess this is the other thing is uh, get a job you like and you'll never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, because like if you enjoy your job, then yeah, it's never going to be a job. It's you're never going to be working. You're just doing a thing you enjoy and then mm-hmm. happen to get paid for it. Um, but there, it's it's a double it's a double edged sword. Yeah, oh, totally. It is there you're doing something you enjoy doing as your hobby and you're getting paid for it, but then that now is your income. And if you're not successful at the job, then you're not eating, you're not making income, and then that's what can make the job not as good. Um, Adam Savage, he's successful. Uh, you also have to take that into account. He's kind of a celebrity, so he's in that sense he has made his very successful he's got to a very successful point that he can just kind of do it as a hobby and enjoy life where there are other people that make stuff for a living who do it for a job and was a hobby but probably don't have as much enjoyment in in that sense because they didn't hit that weird threshold of successfulness as some people have that's also that's another point too there yeah. is just like if you're successful at it, then yeah, you're normally pretty happy. Um, curious, you know, if you could be, if you could go back in time and
2: watch somebody, I really would wonder what Adam Savage's life was like before MythBusters, because
0: I've actually I know watching. I yeah, he's actually talked about it a fair bit. It's actually really fascinating. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> like, sure. Yeah, he's cool.
1: would you like yeah. to elaborate, Cole?
0: Well he's worked for he worked for ILM for about ten years he's he's he worked um he actually what he did independent projects as well heck he he did like wind window dressing like window scenes and stuff like that just for all this unique different stuff it's actually kind of fascinating to listen to and I think he's also talked about burnout before I can't remember if he has or not he's probably did it in one of his maker fair things but because you see, that's did. something I would be surprised if he didn't. Because I think
2: now where he's at. Because watching back, I've been watching some of the old episodes of MythBusters back. Because I just like to have something on in the background while I'm working on projects. You know, just something to listen to of what you're doing. And MythBusters is always a great one because I've seen all the episodes.
0: And it's and always Tested so is also quite good as well for that. I personally like watching Tested. I. I love watching Tested. I could never watch Tested
2: while I'm doing something.
0: Because like he's doing a, something so interesting, you want to. You,
2: <laughs> well, that's just that's it. I want to analyze it. techniques and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mythbusters, it was more about the result than it was about the build most of the time.
0: Mm, that's true.
2: A little bit easier for me to just go and digest the audio and occasionally looking up and seeing what they're doing in that way. Tested is a little bit more technical. And that's something I really appreciate, but definitely makes it harder. But going back to the point I was trying to make, watching the original episodes of Mythbusters, you can definitely tell the producers were much more involved in what they were doing originally versus what it became later on.
0: Um, The thing is, though, um, Adam and Jamie were producers. The entire time. (laughs) Be out, though, because they weren't the only ones. No, they weren't.
2: Yes, well, the yeah, that's I true. Say that you can definitely tell that, especially you know, the discovery producers who you know are trying to go and make a show mm-hmm. that's marketable and all that. Yeah, you can definitely tell that they had a lot more influence on the show at the beginning because I think that while they were having fun doing this stuff, I don't think that they were really allowed to be as well, and to go and have. Well, they the, did have
0: an explosion quota at one point. but. Watching
2: back those early episodes, I don't think that it was as much fun for them. Maybe. It had a lot more to do with deadlines and all that stuff, for recording periods and whatnot. You can definitely tell that something changed as the show got more popular, because like, season three comes around, and they're changing the way that the cameras are recording them, the amount of time they're talking about what they're doing with the builds changes. I think that that was one of those things where had the show not taken off the way that it did, I don't know if Adam would ever have the kind of flexibility to do what he's doing now or to continue to have fun with it the way that he has. Yeah, true. Being approached more as just more or less of a reality TV show job rather than just being something that he loved doing at that point. Now, Jamie, on the other hand, he treated that the same way the whole time. It was, it was just a frumpy walrus the whole time, and I yes, love him for yeah. it.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But um, how long has this been going on for? Too long, maybe.
0: Yeah, we've kind of gotten we're, we're, uh, Yeah, we're, we're, we're all
1: over the place. This yes. is going to be
0: a fun one to edit down. But in any case, though, um, any last-minute things that you guys can think of for uh, getting ready for Con?
2: All right, That's what we were talking about earlier, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Like for me, even though I'm not going to con literally, this time, but I'll share what I what it would normally do is, I would, I'm the type of guy that doesn't like to pack,
1: doesn't um, like to pack,
0: like I put off, like I put things off.
1: Mm-hmm. You procrastinate.
0: Yes, and Tyler can attest to this because he's known me for so fucking long, um, that. I will sometimes forget to pack until the day before. And so the and he'll and so of course I he he will always wait for during our tri- trip to realize it's like, "Oh, you forgot something, huh?"
1: <laughs> no, you always forget something.
0: I you, always forget something because yeah, of that. It's
1: like you forgot your pants.
0: Cuz you know don't you
1: you go you go like you count through things in such a weird way that you just go, "Okay, I see it, I recognize it." You don't even you don't really stop to think about what you have. You just—it's like, okay, do you have this? Yes, yes, yes. And it's just me saying that you have the thing. You just automatically say yes to because you think. But about I don't. The thing. But I
0: don't go. But you it never actually job.
1: packed it. You never thought about if you packed it or not. You just think about the concept of the thing itself. And it's just like, did you bring your toothbrush? Yes. Uh, do you or do you have your toothbrush? Yes. And you just like thought a picture of your toothbrush. But you never actually thought about if you packed it or not. You just thought about your toothbrush or your pants, or your this, or your that. And it's just like... Yeah, I don't know. There really is no way to help you with that. It's just...
0: It's just me gonna me having to change my entire way of thinking.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So definitely go and
2: use that spreadsheet format I was talking about before, you know. Packed, and just go and check it off as you go and do it.
0: Yeah, I should probably do that. It'd be a good But, idea.
1: like, you actually, like don't just check it off as if you're going to do it. You got to like actually no, put no, it in do there it, and then you check and it and then off. check it off. You got to like have yeah. multiple checkoffs where you just go like, okay, I have, I see the piece. Do I okay. have to talk in Russian? Put it in, put it in the, uh, Oh, come on. You passed you right I it
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to make
1: a point here. So you got to like have a checkmark beside the piece that you see the piece. You have a checkmark beside the piece that you put the piece in your luggage and you didn't take it out again. Because you might do that where you're like, oh, this would fit better if this. And then you take some things out and then they don't get back in there. It's yeah. just like, no, no, um, no, I've just been packing things all my life. So I just, I know how to make a list and I'm just, I'm a methodical person. I yeah. just, I'm just methodical. That's just how I am. So, so I know all those things.
0: Yeah. Any um, Anything else that we can think of? Hmm?
2: Uh, yeah, one, since, uh, Rob likes to be the least popular person in the room. Um, you know, if your costume not started. Don't do it. And you're three or four days away from the convention. Something in your closet you've worn before. Bring that instead. Get a couple of good night's sleep. Because I'll tell Nobody, you. Because nobody's going to get mad at you for that. Because, honestly, the conventions where I've gone to them... With sleep ahead of time, I am not exhausted by the end of, even with the lack of sleep going into it over that. The conventions that I've stayed up until 3am in the morning, and broken props, and had to work on things, and then drive to the con late, and be ready for my roommates and whatnot. Those ones, I'm not the healthiest at the end of it. Yeah. We
0: do have uh, to go through our con, con- um, enemy cons for this weekend.
1: Oh shit. Fuck, that's still a thing.
0: Yeah, that's still a thing. Right. <laughs> so if you have, so, let's start off We have Narcon Helmstead In Helmstead, Sweden Hanadokicon in San Diego, California <laughs> Hanadokicon like, I, I love that <laughs> name <laughs> That is such a good <laughs> name um, Middle Tennessee Anime Convention In Nashville, Tennessee I feel like they need to work harder at their names Yeah This random convention Called Sakuracon In Seattle, Washington Never heard of it Never heard of it. Uh, Shumatsucon in Columbus, Ohio, and Supercon Retro in Miami, Florida. There was also Eastern Four Fancon, but unfortunately that was canceled. That was going to be held in Prince Anne, Maryland. And we also have the Roanoke, the uh, Roanoke Valley Comic Con in Roanoke, Virginia, and the Star Wars Celebration Orlando in Orlando, Florida. So if you are attending any of these conventions, make sure you have fun, stay safe, and as always, follow the thirteen rules of con. 13 rules of con? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I guess... 11 rules of con, sorry. So... (laughs) Jesus Christ (laughs) just just work with it, roll with it, roll with it (laughs) okay, so thank you so much for joining us, check us out on iTunes and help us out by giving us a 5 star review, we always greatly appreciate it, and don't forget about our legacy uh, archives on SoundCloud, you always have access to those, and we are on YouTube for all our multimedia projects including old podcast episodes and a few new ideas that we're hoping to launch soon um, please hit us up uh, on Twitter At SoccerRangers Our email, SoccerRangersPodcast At gmail.com And space not Facebook page Soccer Rangers Podcast. It's going to be a great season And we hope you'll join us for all of that Of course, we are doomed, updating every Monday Take care, everyone Bye, Bye. Bye. I hate you, Tyler